Okay, we are in Sefer Daniel, Perik Yud Aleph, Pasuk Aleph Ani Bishnas Achat Ledaryovish. And this is the second of three prokin, next to last Perik in Daniel, in which a chazon is revealed. And it is a very puzzling chazon, and this parrot, this particular parrot, Yudalov, is one of the most puzzling in Doniel. Puzzling because it spends an enormous amount of detail on a very obscure centuries of civil war between the generals who survived Alexander. We'll get into that. Uh, and we're not sure why, but we will come to that. So we saw in yesterday, at the end of yesterday's chazon, or at the end of the parrot, we saw that the Kodesh Baruch Hu, through the angel Gabriel, explains to Daniel why he has been so late in responding to him as to why there has been this uh, glitch, as it were, where the permission to build by Yesheni has been withdrawn for 18 years. He explains it in the form that he was detained by the Sore Malach Paras, the guardian angel that he had appointed for Persia, who was advocating that the Kaddish Baruch Hu extend the time for the kings of Persia, specifically to give them dominance over the Jewish people. And so it was a standoff until the angel Michael came, the top angel, and got them to rescind their objection to um, B'nai Israel surviving, as it were. So now we pick it up, and this is Unbroken, this is Gabriel speaking now. Vayomer al Tira ish hamudot, that is the way it ends. But now Gabriel is saying, Vani bishnasachat for Daryavesh, it's the first year of the rule of Daryavesh, Hamadi, the Mede, Omdi lemechaze ulema ozlo. I stood up to defend uh, and to help uh, Michael in this argument with. The Sare Melech Paras that eliminated that request to extend the lives of the Persian kings in order to oppress Israel. I won that battle. Now, now I am here to tell you the truth, the prophecy of what's to come, because as we've said, we may have won that battle with Paras, we've got much bigger battles coming up. There are three more kings to Paras. There are Machlokas, which three kings are we talking about? The general agreement is it's Cyrus, um, Achashverosh, and Darius. And the fourth, there will be a fourth. Again, this could be um, Achashverosh, who acquires great wealth, that sounds like Ahasuerus, from everybody, and Yoir HaTolus Malchus Yobon, and stirs up the people to fight Malchus Yobon. Now comes Malchus Yobon, 
and the real problems of this period. Basically, in terms of history, Alexander of Macedonia, at age 20, sets out to conquer the world, never losing a battle. At age 32, he dies a mysterious death, some say assassination, some say um, a strange disease. In any event, his kingdom is so vast that he has acquired that stretches from Asia Minor to Africa um, to India, that he has to divide it among his four top generals. They are Talmai uh, in Egypt, Vespasian, uh, his brother Philip, and to the north, really um, Seleucus or Seleucidus, who in the end is Antiochus, the dynasty of Antiochus. For our purposes, Seleucus to the north, Talmai, Egypt to the south, are the main protagonists. They are the most powerful of them. And we are going to see that they are battling for centuries with each other. There is a war north and south that we are going to have in great detail. We're not sure why. Interestingly enough, Rashi just glosses over it, doesn't mention the specifics of each battle, but um, a Barbanel, remember he's a historian, and the Malbin pieced together the history we're talking about, and it's a very strange history. So we go on, Pasuk Gimel, the Ahmad Melech Gibor Umashal Menchal Rav, the Asar Kirtsono. And from this arises a king, king being the uh, Alexander of Macedonia, and he rules a vast empire, the Asar Kirtsono. He does whatever he wishes to do. There is no stopping him. When he dies at 32, it's from some disease or assassination. Never lost a battle. There is a fascinating Gemara. <coughs> Excuse me. The test of humor. And buttressed by the historian Josephus. That he was making a line towards the base Hamikdash and was going to destroy it at the instigation of the Shomranim. And Yonasan HaTzadik, the Kohen HaGadol, comes out wearing his priestly garments, comes out to meet him. Alexander goes, dismounts from his horse, and bows down to him. And his men say, why are you, the king of the world, bowing down to this old Jew? And he said, this is the face I see before me on the eve of every battle, this man's face. <clears throat> Alexander is then told by the Kohen, he has read, according to Josephus, this exact question. He does what he wishes. And he is very impressed with that, with that nevuah, and leaves the base Hamikdash, makes a wide turn around to continue to paras. It's a good thing, we assume, that um, Yonasan HaTzadik doesn't read him the next Pasuk, however, which says, Uka at the height of his strength, at the height of his greatness, his kingdom breaks. Notice, not defeated, but breaks. And it is scattered, as we've said, to the four corners of the earth, the Lola Hrito, he has no heirs, 
According to um, Medrash, he had one child that died uh, prematurely. He has another that was illegitimate. And these four generals are nowhere near the talent and the ability of Alexander, and there were even other lesser generals who get pieces of the empire, but it's just not the same. But we now have a major division between what is called the king of the north, which is Seleucus, and then the Antiochus, Antiochus dynasty, and the king of the south, which is Egypt, which is Talmai. And we're going to see over the centuries described battles between, it goes to Antiochus IV, Talmai V. These nations do not start battling, and it's a pendulum. It is a pendulum where one gets ascendancy and the other then the next century or next decade gets ascendancy. It is a story filled of intrigue, assassination, um, forced marriages. It's a, it's a fascinating story. But as we said, Rashi completely ignores it. So in any case, the king of the south, that is Talmai, in Egypt. He gets the strength and he rallies his nobles and is going to attack the north. And this goes on. The uh, and after years of this back and forth, Yishabaru Basmelech Hanegev Tovol El Melech Hatzafon Lasos Meshorim. At the end of a certain period of time, they decide they have to make peace. It's more advantageous to make peace, king of the north, king of the south. What happens, and we get this from the Barbanel and the Malbin, they persuade the king of the north to marry the daughter of the king of the south. Talmai's daughter, her name is Bernice. There's one problem, Antiochus, who is ruling the north, has a wife. Her name is Laodicea, but he rids himself of Laodicea, he has children with her, and she is sent away. He marries Bernice. After a time, he doesn't want to be married to Bernice anymore, so he brings back Laodicea. The problem is Laodicea, and we, we know this hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. Laodicea, very concerned that Bernice's children are going to take over the realm because he had promised her that her, the, their progeny will rule the kingdom. And so what she does, Laodicea, is kill her husband, has Bernice killed, has Bernice's children killed. And she flees north and then just awaits what happens. And then, however, her regime doesn't last. Of course, Bernice, she was killed. Um, so the retinue surrenders of Bernice, 
and she takes refuge. So now the North avenging this assassination. Uh, I am sorry, the South avenging comes North. Um, and conquers many of them. And now what they do, it's a complete victory south over north. They take Tamai, now loots the worth of all the vessels and all the upper hand over the north. He brings south. And now the king of the north comes and attacks the south. And the south now reciprocates against the north. But he, uh, Talmai, sustains a terrible naval battle where he lost, and so he returns back to his nation defeated. And so now, in Pasuk Tess, the um, Seleucus of the north now assembles uh, his army, regains his province, but again, he's the one, sorry, he suffers the defeat at sea and has to return. Now, by Yismar Melech, now, Tamai, now we're up to about Tamai III. He comes and uh, gathers a big army and comes with Shatafa He fights continuing in the north. Now, in that battle, in Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vayismamer, Melech Hanegev, and so the king of the south triumphs now over the north. And that's where it stands. He mounts with a great army and they triumph. In 12, the north now rallies their troops and despite impressive victories. <coughs> they destroy thousands of people, but they do not triumph. Now, the king of the north is going to try again after a brief delay. He rallies a great amount He reaches the south with great wealth and great um, well, uh, soldiers. Talmai now the fourth of the south can't defend. Uh, and so what they do is they declare a temporary truce. Now, after this brief truce, uh, 14 years later, the king of the north makes an even bigger army and attacks the south. They've lost, but now he gets a bigger army. Uh, 
it is now Antiochus III. This has been going on for centuries. They are going to go after the south, and interestingly enough, there arise in the north, I should point out, both claim B'nai Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is theirs. So Eretz Yisrael changes hands almost every time there is a north-south reversal. So now the king of the north now bolsters his army. Now at this time, there are Nevi'e Sheker, who in the battle against the south, they make great claims that they will defeat, that they will uh, lose to the south. They, they want, they've suffered a lot <coughs> into the north. So they make it, they, they of course do not, and they are killed for it. These are the Sheker, just an aside. Mm-hmm. And so the king of the south now, sorry, the king of north now comes and he makes a very impressive conquest <coughs> of the south, preemptively. Uh, there's a lengthy siege, interestingly enough, the lengthy siege, the climactic battle takes place at Gaza, and he preemptively defeats the South, and it looks like the South is totally defeated at this point. Uh, he makes cities and fortifications, he fortifies his hold on the south, the south under Talmai the fourth, or fifth now, is totally decimated, can no longer stand, has no power, and thus ends the climactic centuries-old battle between the kingdom of the south and the kingdom of the north, or does it? 8.45 a.m. Monday, you won't want to miss it. Be there. I can't.